This is the fallen angel Christopher Daniels, former TNA X Division champion and former TNA World Tag Team champion, and you are listening to the TNA Cross the Line podcast. Enjoy. TNA Wrestling Cross the Line. And we're back with episode 158 of the TNA Crossline Podcast. I am Bob Gunning Jr. With me, as always, is Dallas Gridley. And Dallas, we know quite a bit about Destination X taking place in just a few weeks. As the main event for that will be Jeff Jarrett defending the NWA world title against Diamond Dallas Page. That's right. If anybody has listened to IcoPod and actually listened to any previous episodes of this show, you will know that one of the greatest heel turns ever in Dallas's eyes involved Jeff Jarrett and Diamond Dallas Page when at Spring Stampede 2000, Kimberly Page turned on Diamond Dallas Page. And it blew Dallas's mind 18 years after the fact. Bob, I did not even make that connection for this upcoming title match. Wow. Do you think Kimberly Page will make it like a cameo in this? Or what? That'd be so freaking awesome. <laughs> Listen, I'm telling you, if you guys have not watched WCW from 2000, you start there in April. They do the reset. You have to. You do have to not start. watch the first three months of 2000. It, there's no way you survive it. Well, I'd like to do that still too, but you, you just you for this sake, you don't have to start at the reset in April. Yeah. And you watch on. It's so freaking entertaining. It's and I feel like on it like I know some people will shit on that and also what I'm probably about to say, but like if you like early TNA, I think you'd I think you'd really like it. I mean, just so much shit happens every single show. Yeah. It's like the Wild West, just like old TNA and the asylum used to be. And you like don't really know what to expect. And then they do really crazy and really excellent storytelling where Kimberly Page turns on Diamond House page. I mean, you just don't see it coming. I'm telling you. I've watched the clip again. You don't see it coming. Yeah, and what makes it even better is like half the time, uh, you know, the feuds or whatever, in one episode, <clears throat> arguably like six months worth of storylines could happen. But it would happen in an hour and 20. Like Sting and Vampiro, like they feuded for like four months. But realistically, they could have stretched that out to be like for two years. But... They can they cram so much in that uh, the few just ended, dude. It's in like, like half the time. It's so good. It was really entertaining, and I'm really glad I did it. That was the that was like the longest, I feel like, span of wrestling, like timeline wise, that I watched by myself in like my own like cho- like I'm gonna watch this and then do it. Right, and and for I think. There was at one point where they didn't have all the thunders up. Yeah, and I had to be like, Bob, you got them in your personal collection? <laughs> and, like, he did. And then I – that. so, of course, after I watch it all, then they put the thunders up. Yeah, literally. Like the which next is so week. lame. But, well, yeah, that was, like, the longest I watched episodic every single week, two weekly shows and a pay-per-view. Yeah. Like, ever. Like, I know, like uh, – 
like I feel like Austin likes to like watch like a year or whatever. I just don't. I just don't have the. I guess the discipline to do it on my own, which is why I love doing this podcast so much because we're doing it with TNA, right? Uh, but I'm doing it with my friend, so it's a little bit easier than just doing it by myself. But yeah, I'm hoping Kimberly Plague shows up, man. Uh, I don't know what she's really up to here in 2005. Well, uh, if I, anything, she was doing some very like small movie roles. I know that like, she's in the 40 Year Old Virgin. I was about to look up the date when that is because I do. Rem- I didn't know that it was her. I don't think at the time. Oh yeah, 2005, 2005 dude. Yeah. Okay, hear me out. We're all about the big movie stars here in TNA. Kevin Nash, well, he's here. He's here. He's a movie star. We could literally get her to promote this movie. It comes out technically in August. So we. <laughs> yeah, because I the only reason why I remember that was because. Uh... You know, that movie is what made Steve Carell, like, a, a big name. Because he was really funny in that. And then, like, The Office, that first season was that year. And it wasn't doing great oh, in wow. the ratings. But NBC was like, this guy is, like, huge now. So, like, we'll give it a shot. And then second season, it just exploded from there. That's awesome. Um, it is. I'm reading her Wikipedia. So, in 2004, she apparently played Catwoman in a short fan film. Which is hilarious. I did not a know short that. short fan film? Was that like a homemade porn? No, no, no. Like a fan movie. And it's called Grayson. And it's like about Robin. Um, I mean, it literally six minutes long. It says. Um, she also appeared in 2005 on CSI Miami as Horatio Kane's murdered girlfriend in an episode under suspicion. For what show was it? And CIS? No, CIS Miami. Oh, CIS or CSI, excuse me. CIS. I was like, what the fuck? CSI. <laughs> yeah. Crime investigation scene, if you will. Um, and it's also listed here um, that she's currently living in Park City, Utah, working in marketing and interior design. That's oh. pretty cool. Good for her. Yeah, it's awesome. And her big role in the Data Palooza scene as Carol, of course, we've noted 40 year old version, who, where her breast fell out of her shirt while she's talking. Literally, what it says on Wikipedia. They had to make sure you know that part. Yeah. Because who cares if she played Catwoman or a murdered girlfriend? This one, her breast falls out of her shirt. She was in Playboy, too. Yes, that is right. 97, I think. Because don't they, like, show them on, like, Nitro, Nitro with, like, NWO shit on them or something? Un- uncensored on the pay-per-view. On the pay-per-view? Yeah. With, like, spray paint on him, right, and stuff? Yeah, like, Savage, like, I think it's, like, spray paint in the centerfold or whatever, and he's like, look at your, like, you know, the insult or whatever. And it's like, oh, look at this, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, because they're they're trying to degrade her, as if, which is pretty shitty, but. Yeah. Oh, yeah, look, she, um, from 1994 to 1999, she appeared in Playboy, says, new Stan pictorials. 1994 to 1999? Yeah, so she must have had various times. I'm surprised, but 99, I'm su- surprised by that. It could have been reused stuff. Re- yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. I didn't think of that. Good good for her. I like Kimberly Page. I think she's great. Oh, wait, so she's, okay, here we go. Isn't so, she the, It wasn't it in WC, WCW where she was like, it's all about me? Right? Or am I thinking of somebody else? I don't remember. I feel like you might be right. I don't know. I can't remember. She also appeared on um, 
uh, physical and Iron Man magazines in January 2003 and November 2003. So she was still like doing like, essentially modeling stuff into 2003. Mm-hmm. And then it looks like 04 to 05 was her her dip into the uh, TV movie realm. Mm. Although she does have her first film role in 2001's Rat Race. That was included in the DVD extras in her first starring role in 2004's The Scam Artist. She was in Rat Race? Yeah, it was a deleted scene. Deleted scene. Yeah, and that was her first role. Uh, and that's when she would lived in Atlanta. Anyways, we're really diving deep here on Kimberly Page. And yeah, sorry. I, we, 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 we veered off. <laughs> and I don't know if we're ever actually... I don't think we ever actually see her, so uh, unfortunately. No, not in TNA. Oh, well, okay, wait, hold on. She, we're definitely not, because it says that they... they um, Amicably split in July 2004 and then divorced in 2005. So we definitely are not seeing her. Yeah, but I think they're still friends. Well, right. But if you're like actively divorcing someone, do you really want to appear on screen with them? I just feel like that's not going to happen. Well, I mean. Although I guess technically didn't Randy Savage and Elizabeth. Savage and Elizabeth. Oh, that's a good point. I mean, they they divorced in 94 is when he announced that. That's fucking crazy. 93, maybe late 93, 94. And then they're on screen together in 96, so. To be fair, I think that they both know that they know they are good money together. People like. Oh, yeah. Whereas like Kimberly and DDP, like, I like it, but I don't, I never, it's never like, yo, that's not a money. That's a power couple. Like, she's just there. But I like her. Anyway. Impact. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> now that we just went on a 10 minute tirade about Kimberly Page <laughs> potentially appearing at Destination X, which is not going to happen. That's the type of stuff you get here on the TNA Cross Live podcast. We can yeah. find out about somebody and we'll just freaking go on and on about it. Well, you, we got to, you know, we got to keep up to date on this shit. Right. Um, let's do a quick rundown of what happened on our last episode. And then I'll read through Dave notes about it, too. I don't know if he's got. I don't know if there's going to be anything really crazy, but we got a couple pre-show notes and then we'll talk about some stuff during the show as well. So certainly will not be the same kind of thing we did last week, breaking down against all odds. But so on the February 18th episode of Impact, we saw Ron Killings defeat Michael Shane in three minutes and 52 seconds. Kazarian and the rest of the Real Life crew were ringside for that match. Uh, we saw the Naturals with Chris Candido in their corner defeat Buck Quartermain and Lex Levette in three minutes and 35 seconds, and they hit two fantastic natural disasters on those guys. Uh, like, really good. Uh, Pi Delta Slam, Big Tilly and Bruno. Uh, so they're not using the the indie names that I think we heard before. That's right. Uh, they defeated Mikey Bass and Romeo in two minutes and 32 seconds. Trinity really showing off her team that... We'll fight Team Tracy's Disciples of Destruction and Destination X. Chris Candido defeated Chris Sabin at Sharkboy in three minutes and 20 seconds. And that was a pretty um, creative finish where Sabin did a reverse figure four on Sharkboy. And Chris Candido slid in with his feet on the bottom rope. Referee didn't see, and he pinned Sharkboy in the move. It was pretty creative. I thought that was a really good finish. Yeah, and I didn't see it coming. It was good. No. And then Lance Hoyt with Kid Cash in his corner and faced off against Monty Brown in the main event. And that ended in no contest in 6 minutes 52 seconds because, well, the lights went out and Triton came. And he pointed and that was about it. And that happened. Um, I also find yeah, that... Monty Brown just made weird faces, too. He was just like, what? 
Because he even knows that, like, what the fuck is happening? Well, here's the thing. Wouldn't Monty Brown have been, been paying attention for the months or weeks of, like, Triton? Yeah, but why well, would he think he'd Titus, come to him? Right? They said there's... Titus first, and then Triton. Did they actually say Titus? I Didn't they? Ah, uh, they might have. I can't remember. They might have. Anyway, but then towards the end, they were like, Triton is coming. For a while, it was like, he's coming? He's coming. Yeah, whatever it was. Yeah, so you would just think, like, if you're paying attention, right? Like, there might be some guy coming here. Yeah, but do you really think he's going to go after Monty Brown? No. I don't know. If they, uh, want yeah, this, know. they want this rumored Goldberg push. That's really what they're, that's the thing. They talked about it. We talked about it like a, a couple weeks ago, I think. And I think we'll mention it again here in a few minutes, but. God. I don't know. <laughs> no way. I don't know, dude. We got we to gotta knock that off. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah, let's, I'd do, say let's, so. do a, let's do a detour. Let's not do that. That'd be good. For real. Um, okay, let's, there's a couple things that we'll talk about here about last week's show more, and then we, then we'll uh, we'll get into some other stuff here, including I got some more bad news for you. We'll, we'll I'll get it out of the way first. <laughs> um, they had a positive sign at the February 25th tapings because they had a full house. That's not the right. That's not the right date. It's 15th. It's February 15th is when they taped it, and he broke 25th. But anyway. 25th is one of the airings. Now, they had 800 fans, uh, which was, he says, the first time they had ever packed the tapings on the Tuesday after a pay-per-view. Actually, that's uh, correct, and I made a mistake on last episode because I said we're normally full after pay-per-view. That is totally incorrect. We've actually been, like, 400 fans after pay-per-views. Right, yeah. So I made a mistake on the last episode when I said that. I was getting ahead of myself. So this was the first time they're packed after the pay-per-view. Um, let me see here. Um, he literally just bra- he doesn't say anything interesting. Oh, one thing we did forgot to say: Jarrett came out on TV in front of the fans to confront DDP. The fans were chanting "Drop the title" at him. I didn't pick up on that. That's pretty funny. Traded punches and DDP got the guitar and was ready to use it when the New Age Outlaw attacked DDP. That's Billy Gunn. Nash made the save for DDP and DDP ended up giving Jarrett a diamond cutter. And of course, they also started. Uh, he even mentions here the Ryan Wilson Triton. Monty Brown feud, which he says sounds scary. <laughs> um, yeah, so he doesn't really add too much else to that. Now, another note that. Well, you know what? He thinks he says that sounds scary because I feel like he doesn't think Monty Brown is good in the ring. Right. OK, that's good. That's good context. Added, yeah. But like Monty Brown is good. In, I feel like Monty Brown is good right now. Could he carry someone? I don't know. Yeah. That could be a challenge. But he does like he does not think he's very good. Right. Um, this these two notes are actually uh, ones I left off of our when we talked last week about Rhodes. He's now a couple months into the six month thing. Blah blah blah. We noted Styles is defending the title, which we heard on the show as well. Well, this is where um, it's mentioned, and I thought it was kind of a spoiler for last episode, so I kept it off. But Ron Killings going is going to be tested for the X division. Now Dave seems to be pretty confident that. This is he's going to be taking a spot in the Ultimate X, um, saying that it leaves uh, a, one spot open because he's thinking it should be Daniels, Styles, and now he's saying Killings. So he's thinking it'll either be Petey Williams, Elix Skipper, or Chris Sabin to take the spot besides those two guys. Um, I'd have to think Sabin, right? Yeah, but he just got he just lost a match. 
because Chris Candido is Chris Candido. Does that mean he's in the spot? They didn't really say. Uh, they didn't say though. I don't know. Um, I guess you could just. Yeah, it's. Well, it's, I mean, it'd have to be another heel, right? You want to probably balance it two and two. I think you'd have to. So Petey then. Yeah, I could see Petey. He's the one who lost the title to him. I so. could. I would maybe just go with Elix. Something different. Even though he uh, thinks he should, be a, he should be a tag team guy, but that's ridiculous. Hey, they're starting the X Division, the, X, the Ultimate X, in the tag team match. Oh, that's a good point. You never know. Uh, he, <laughs> what it's if, all, okay, I got it. Yeah, yeah, let's yeah. say Elix. Let's say you know Daniels and Elix are in the match. Would the ta- if the tag team format would it be? Would they do Triple X against AJ? Whoa! But then they wouldn't. They're not allowed to tag. Whoa. Because they broke up. So they'd probably have to split them. I think they'd do a... You know what they would do? Daniels and Styles teaming against Killings and Elix because then Daniels and Styles can't touch until it gets down to potentially the final two. Mm. Okay. Although touch because it's a th- three-way after that. But you know what I mean. You yeah, get yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. I could see it. Uh, and this next note is also a follow from that same note, but I, I think we kind of knew it going in. But uh, anyways, he says, one would expect DDP to beat Jeff Jarrett for the title on the next show. Uh, if only because with Nash, Rhodes sees DDP as a name wrestler, and as opposed to an X-Division wrestler who are seen to have great matches, but not ticket sellers. It's clearly obvious Jarrett has to lose. Live fans were furious when Nash didn't beat him. Yeah, this is talking against a lot. But in reality, that would only have made a bad, decision, bad situation worse. DDP isn't the answer, and the problem is there is no real answer. But Jarrett has to lose. And somebody has to hold the title. Ultimately, Rhodes has always liked to book heels champions with faces chasing. Um, and then he notes our official matches, which we've already sort of uh, talked about a lot, where like Abyss and Hardy and the False County were in Dustin and Raven in that bull rope match, blah, blah, blah. So uh, I also, for one, really like when the faces are champion chasing the heels. I feel like it makes for better, more exciting title wins. Oh, yeah. But, but then sometimes it's flat when... It kind of happens, I feel like, but, you know, this is the, this is the way it goes. Okay, so, bad news first. One bad news. One good news. Um, Alex Shelley has asked for his release from the company. He has not been used in forever, of course. Um, so, I guess we'll see what's said um he apparently asked for it in january though as well i went and i guessed i was saying it has to be kazarian and then you're like oh whatever and now it's alex shelley it's actually he asked in january and he actually has not heard whether he's getting that or not so almost a month let's say almost two months that he asked for his release and they're just like ignoring him yeah <laughs> what kind of business plan is that? i know hey can i get out of my contract I'm going to pretend I didn't hear that, sir. And then I, could do yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> um, it's also noted that um, CM Punk was at Impact last week. What? I don't know if I don't know if it's at this taping or timeline-wise, but yeah, CM Punk was apparently backstage at Impact. It's just kind of crazy. Wow. He hasn't been around in a while. Well, now here's the thing. So the con- let's kind of get into context here. So... I believe in what four months, roughly. I think. Let's say within the next six months. I mean, he's in OVW. There we go. So, 
and I mean OVW meaning that he signed a WWE developmental contract. So I wonder if Impact. I mean, can you? There's just this is the one thing that frustrates me about TNA is that through the years they've had so many guys like Punk, for instance, and like Okada in 2010, and fucking John Moxley had a tryout. Mm-hmm. You know, Tyler Black or Seth Rollins has had tryouts with TNA, and then they and then they don't do anything. But then they like they don't sign them. But then they'll sign guys that are eight years past their prime of relevancy because they were a name. <coughs> Santino Morella. <coughs> Santino Morella. Uh, oh, great. Another great example. So yeah, like, it is one and, of the frustrating this things. This era is just so frustrating. Could you imagine if 2010, right, instead of having Hogan and Bischoff and all these fucking guys, mm-hmm. if you're like, oh, hey, uh, Tyler Black is on him. Oh, and so is John Moxley. Now, sure, at the time, we'd be like, who the I mean, I mean, I guess we would, you and I would know, but I mean, the casual fans would be like, who the fuck are these guys? Right. But you build them up for like two or three years and you have like, oh, Bobby Roode is fighting Tyler Black tonight at No Surrender 2010. It what? sounds so ridiculous. Like, you know what I mean? That stuff, yeah. Yeah, it's just, but they just, they're so short-sighted. They don't have the time to build guys up. It's just so infuriating. Right. It's very interesting stuff. And the idea of like, oh, he was here right before he went to OVW and then of course, he eventually goes on the ECW. So like, like that's just weird. Obviously, he was here already, but like to see him in the impact zone would have been kind of cool. Yeah, and and like around this time, uh, you know, he's not. I don't think he's wearing like the basketball shorts anymore. I think he's more like the mm. traditional trunk. Yeah. Well, yeah. Isn't isn't 2005 like summer of punk stuff? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, so he's like hot. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think he wins that title in like. What June or something? It's like it's like June it's, to August that he's. Like, it sounds right. It sounds right. I think his last match is in August, so like maybe like May or something. He wins the title. I can't remember. That's not mad. He signs his contract on the belt. Oh, yeah, it's, it's so good. good. It's some good show. <laughs> but once he like once he ditches the basketball shorts and you know he's got the more traditional trunk, he looks like a fucking star. And I and I say this because I. It's going to sound so nerdy, but like I was watching the NWA cyberspace show, reviewing it a while ago, and he was on it. Wow. And he was teaming with Julio De Niro, the gathering reunion. Wow. And uh, I looked at the guy, and I'm like, of all the people on this show, and like Kazarian and you guys were on the show, I'm like, Punk is, he like comes across as a star. He's got, he's got this, he's got the Hogan tan, and he's got, the you know gear that makes him look like a legitimate wrestler, not right baggy basketball shorts on. Mm-hmm. So, I wonder. If, I mean, he could have been just back there visiting friends. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm sure, but it's probably. it's cool. It's cool to think about. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, it's noted here that there are noticeable behind the scenes cutbacks at every taping, causing a lot of uncertainty about the future. Even in some ways, they are closer to having a business set up that has the possibility of working than any time in their history. One of the reasons a lot of people are looking elsewhere is the feeling it's a month-to-month deal at this point. So this is kind of going back on the, well, they could still be closing any day. But if there's behind-the-scene cutbacks, that is kind of interesting. It doesn't list, of course, what it is in this specific note. So I'm pretty curious, but it's uh, pretty interesting nonetheless. 
Um, th this probably doesn't mean much to us, and I don't think it ever will, but it's here, so why not? Uh, Walt Wilson, who's the company's vice president of marketing, quit this past week. Does this mean we might have someone else who comes in and does better advertising and we'll see more cool commercials again? I don't know. So That's the yeah. one thing that TNA has always sucked at is uh, marketing Mar and marketing. advertising. Right. It's, just, it's brutal. I mean, I remember seeing like commercials for their show during their own show. Well, right. I mean, you got to do it. You got to do it on a different show. <laughs> I I know what I'm already watching. Like, what the hell? Right. Um, it's also noted <clears throat> that Scott Hall's kidneys are re in really bad shape. Uh, but And he hasn't been doing a lot better since getting out of the hospital. So remember, he was hospitalized. People were worried about him. Not much else to follow up on that at this time. Um, I'm saving my... One good. I have two more, and then I got one more good one, and then we'll get into the show, and then we have some stuff we'll talk about during the show as well, including a Jeremy Borash interview, and um, a note about Raven that we uh, from his against all odds match. So I scrolled too far. There we go. Uh, so this is this is a pretty interesting one that I I, I think is in, like looking back on last week's show is interesting. Um, so Dave says that this is in the WCW, uh, again, department. Uh, he says, I remember when WCW, when they would do pay-per-views, and somebody like Benoit, Mysterio, Guerrero, uh, and Guerrero, etc., would go out and steal the show. And then the next day, the announcers weren't even allowed to acknowledge their match. Well, they pushed some of the horrible main event as being a classic. That's so true. So, in pushing for the replay of the last <laughs> TNA show... While they did put over Styles and Daniels strong, Don West called the Jarrett vs. Nash match one of the greatest NWA World Heavyweight Championship matches of all time. So they're really hyping up that main event, whereas they're not heavily pushing the better matches. Okay, but what do you expect them to do? You... Well, I agree. I agree. I just I... think it, it's an interesting comparison. Right. But, like, what do you expect Don West? Like, if I was the promoter, I'd be like, hey, guys, we both know that. The match was mediocre, but we gotta say it was like one of the best. I mean, it's your title, your main title match. Like, what are you gonna do? Yeah, you can't sit there like you're not going on to miss this really average title match between Jeff Jarrett and Kevin Nash <laughs> against all that. Like, no, it got two and a half stars. <laughs> Get ready. You know, remember early on how like they would put um, quotes on the screen, like Dave, Dave Metzler says, "You can't miss this show" or whatever. What if yeah. they did that and be like, "It's an incredibly average match." <laughs> Dave Meltzer, <laughs> Wrestling Observer. <laughs> oh man, I love it. Um, this is just a random one as well, and then I got one good one for you before we get going. Uh, Fox Sports Middle East began airing Impact in a deal made through Fox Sports Net in the U.S. Fox Sports um, Middle East? Yeah. Fox, this airs in the Middle East and Asia, so now we have a um, little bit more eyes on the product. Uh, and finally, Bob was wondering last week, how are they calling him the New Age Outlaw? Well, there was a uh, cease and desist and well, the New Age Outlaw name for Billy Gunn was cleared by TNA Legal, so they at least really? feel feel that it's okay to use. And in fact, the company trademarked it this past week. Now you're probably thinking, how TNA the... did? Yeah, so you're thinking, how the fuck? Well, WWE has no trademark on the name. They likely abandoned the trademark when they had no more use for it. Although that doesn't necessarily mean they won't try to take legal action against it. The only trademark for New Age Outlaws is for a car racing team, 
and they've since abandoned the use of it as well. The company brought him in with no idea of a name, which is why they did the formerly known as Billy Gunn on the pay-per-view. Now, at a meeting before the February 15th TV, Dusty asked for names, and of the suggestions, he picked that as the best one. Now, you ready to hear some of these other ones? I'm more than ready to hear some of these other ones. Uh, I think we only got a couple, but... Um, the only ones that we heard were Jeff's ideas, which were either Mr. Ace, which is close to Mr. Ass, plus Dusty's <laughs> idea for Gunn is to make him like a Bob Orton bodyguard role for Jeff and to give Jeff a new entourage around him. Okay, so mi- I don't hate that idea of a role for him. Me either. Bob Orton? I, okay. Uh, and this name is the other one that we have. Uh, and this Mystery. is... Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm probably going to butcher this. It's Ace Der, Ace Deringer. So, like, Deringer uh, for gun, of course, is what Dave says. Uh, I'm unsure exactly what this means, but I think it's an awful name. That, yeah, no. Um, but I like Mr. Ace. I think it's kind of funny. <laughs> Mr. Ace is, that's funny as shit. That's something Tatine would do. Oh, absolutely. Um, and it's noted that Sean Waltman will be called Six Pac, although Dave thinks that he should probably just be called Waltman, since at this point he's right. kind of like Mick Foley, where he's used a bunch of names on TV, but everyone kind of just knows him best under his real name. I, uh, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, that's what I got for you. Mr. Ace. But yeah, apparently this uh, New Age Outlaw legal thing is pretty interesting to me, because... I mean, just just to have a common or sorry, a current day comparison. It's literally the Centino Morella thing that's going on in Impact. WWE doesn't have the thing anymore. They're like, we need to buy that trademark for some fucking reason, and so they did, and they're using it. Now, was it was it Impact that got the trademark? I thought Santino bought it his own. I heard it was Impact has it. Okay, so that oh, you know what? That's right. I did see that the Impact had, had bought that. Okay, that makes sense. I mean, like for I think Matt Cordona bought Zack Ryder or has trademarked trademarked the Zack Ryder name. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Which I is, didn't. I don't know if I knew that. I, I believe that's what I remember uh, seeing. So. Oh. See, that's pretty interesting. Okay, so if they if they own the, if they have the trademark for the New Age Outlaw. Now, first of all, the WWE one is the New Age Outlaws. Right. So plural. they. But uh, but if they still had that, technically they could fight it for like confusion, like what confusion? Yeah, confusion in the marketplace. Yeah. yeah, because outlaw and outlaws is so similar. Right. They probably wouldn't have even been able to get the new age outlaw because all it is is one letter difference. Right. Right. I find it really interesting, but this also begs the question: like, put them together and call them the new age outlaws. If you can use the the name then why don't you just use it for the team what if they just call them nim <laughs> stop i hate no, but that. for real though like no introduction needed i mean I'm honestly nim. like it wouldn't really surprise me and on, we were talking and it's like well you know it's billy gunn right it's like the could you just, thing. that's just like you said could you just say like for the artist formerly known as billy gunn i feel like you might be able to i don't know for sure but because you're for, you're saying formerly known as I think he could. It's probably pretty should, it's pretty interesting should, stuff. They probably should have just thought of a name. If you're gonna bring the guy in, have a concrete idea for a name. And just go from there. 
Like, is Billy Gunn an urgent signing that you need to rush him in here? Probably not. No, I don't think so either. But I do. You know, and it's funny. We didn't even see him on Impact or nothing. Nope. Or no, he attacked. Oh, wait. Yes, we did see he him. Did. We, did. we didn't see Six Pac. Six Pac is who we didn't see. That's right. So he was. And then they announced him for uh, with Nash. Right. Duh, Bob. Come on. Nope. Uh, you're right. You confused me even. Yeah. Okay, so like but, so the Walman thing, I wonder. I mean, if they, if they had plans for, him, I feel like we would have saw him involved. I don't know. I guess we'll find out eventually. We'll find out. Uh, that is my last note before we get into this uh, this episode of Impact, and I do have, like I said, some stuff we'll talk about during the show as well. Um, some of which might be a pain in the ass because they're a little bit longer, but that's okay. We're going to work on We'll do it. I just wanted to... Uh, I just want to get in this episode of Impact, man. And that's that's pretty quick. So we're already ready to go into the show. Yeah, I mean, if you want one more, I'll do one more. I don't care. Okay, I'll do it just because it's longer and it's, I think it's going to be hard to do during the show. All right. But then I do have some I'm saving for the show. Well, I would expect for no, nothing less. For no good reason besides <laughs> just to do them during the show. Um, okay, one more because we love you guys, and Bob just loves these notes. We just got we just got to do it. You like that. Um, Raven was getting a lot of internal blame from both Jerry Jarrett and Dusty for the pay per view match with Dustin, both quality and also the feeling that the post match angle was terrible and went too long with Raven putting the Dustin in the straight jacket. Um, right. Dave says that the feedback that we've gotten on it from others in the company was generally that the match being bad was a fifty fifty proposition or maybe more Dustin. But Raven took extra heat. Um, now, Dave kind of follows up with what we talked about last week, where he says, I know when I saw the match, I saw it more as Dustin's inability to move being the biggest problem. Um, but he's in the protected position, so it has to be the other person's fault. And he's, he notes that it's similar to being a, a, having a bad Triple H match because the relation to with Stephanie and Vince. Of course, he's the booker's son, so... Um, others blame it on Rhodes' nerves as he has expressed uh, being claustrophobic, like fear of being put into a straitjacket when they worked on it before the match, but insisted on going through with it because it's what the ankle called for and he wanted to be a pro about it. He ended up uh, blown up from thinking about it seconds into the match, and that's why he couldn't move. Hmm. Um, and people are expecting the bull rope match to be stiff because Dustin was told to work it that way. Oh, wow. So, so apparently he might have got a little bit uh, nervous because of the straitjacket thing after the match and kind of froze up. That's what it kind of seems like happened. Yeah, that doesn't. Uh, I mean, I guess that doesn't really surprise me if you're nervous about it. Then you got to think about it for the whole match and then yeah. do it. Yeah, I get it. it makes sense. But you're dreading because you know you have to do it. So. Right. Uh, okay. All right, well, that's all the notes. Uh, it is time for the February 25th, 2005 edition of TNA Impact. The approximate runtime for this is 44 minutes and 18 seconds. If you want to watch along with us, head over to Impact Plus, or if it's your own personal collection, that should work as well. I'm going to count down from three, and when I say play, that's when we're going to want to hit that play button to watch along. Mm-hmm. Let's see what they got in store for us this week. Here we go, three. Two, one, play. 
this is TNA. The new face of professional wrestling. Hey, oh. Last week, dude, we're starting off. Dude, you're telling me right now we're starting off with a highlight of Triton's <laughs> debut. That's, wow. that's that Goldberg push, baby. I love the way he stands, and he's actually, he had to turn around, but you can't see him because it's just a silhouette. Right. Whose song is that, though? When it was like, I can't think of whose it was. Even even the part after that was someone's song. We've heard it before. I'm almost wondering yeah, if that was, was that intro part. Maybe I'm just thinking about it from highlight videos that they used to use it in like highlight videos. No, I'm no, I'm pretty sure it was entrance. I'm wondering if it was like the default entrance for like the one shot, mm. one shot guys. The the actual music. I don't know. Don't quote me on this. I almost think it might have been Monty Brown's original song. Before the Abyss one, though, before the Abyss one, mm. I think. I don't know. It was someone someone else's song, though, for sure. I wish I could remember. Is this okay, Val? No? I don't know. I don't, oh, that is. That is. Yeah. The other girl was not. What? They just said something about the New Age Outlaw. Did you say Diamond Dallas Page is taking on the New Age Outlaw tonight? Oh, shit. He did say the number one contender, I think, taking on... See, Nin! Nin, you already know my name. Nin, there's two signs that said Nin. That should be his name. I'm telling you right now. Dude, if it's getting over... I'm telling you right now. Well, you gotta think, too. These fans only... They probably... They only saw the shirt because this is taped, what, a couple days after the pay-per-view. The other episode didn't air when they said it, so they know him as Nin. They know him as Nin. I think Nin... I'm going to die on this hill. I think Nin would be great. I think it could work. Final Final assault. assault. Okay, I thought it was full because I saw an F on the bottom screen, but it's final assault. Oh, what? Something went down earlier today. Oh, with Hardy and Abyss, we're going to see it right now. Oh, we're in the catering. And Abyss is just attacking me. These guys are not watching Who are those? Is that like security? They're just like, no, dude, we're eating. How do you not expect him to be thrown on that table? Come on now. Why is no one else in catering? That's a massive catering uh, spot. Oh, my God. Abyss is double stacking these plastic plastic tables. Oh, Oh. Fuck, you broke one of the chairs over Abyss. They're plastic chairs, but plastic still. Chairs. Still got hurt. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. The table lifted up and fell down. This is this is pretty intense. Now what we don't realize is that that's actually them fighting after the against all odds uh <laughs> yeah. botches. And I was just thinking that's that. legit frustration. Team Canada coming out. All of them. Well, Johnny Devine is clearly not wrestling, but Final assault, false count anywhere. That should be fun. And if they're showing them fighting backstage, we're gonna get some cool. We're gonna get some cool stuff. Actually, that seems like the kind of match that will not be in the ring at all. I'm having this weird 
throwback. I'm wondering if it's the match I think it is, and there's some really cool stuff if it is. We'll see. Here comes Dustin Rhodes with that uh, bull rope in hand. Right here. Right here. This cowbell. This cowbell. And the Miracle's Most Wanted. So we got AMW and Dustin versus Team Canada's Petey Williams, Bobby Roode, and Eric Young. Current tag team champions. I feel like they these guys haven't been on like impact, I feel like, as much as they should be. Well, I don't know. I mean, well, I guess uh, in a wrestling sense, they maybe haven't been. That's kind of, I feel like, what I mean. I guess they but technically appeared last week. But... It doesn't really bother me because you don't want to have overexposure. I know. I just really like them, so I want to see them more. Yeah. But you're right. Enough said. Especially when they're like the champions. You kind of no, want their right, appearances right. to be kind of beautiful, you know? Johnny Divine. Big sexy Kevin Nash. I wish that Kevin Nash was in the next division match at Destination X. I think we have a little time, but maybe he will one day. Who? Kevin Nash. Yeah, okay. I want to see him fight. I want to see him fight X Division guys. Yeah, okay. In the X Division, the Ultimate X match. No, no, no. Just oh. in an X Division with the guys. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, that that might happen. Petey Williams and James Storm starting us off. Dustin and James Storm double dropkick. <laughs> just double dropkick Petey Williams. Why? <laughs> that was weird. comic drop. Foxbox is weird again this week. I guess this is just a new version of it. I don't really like it, but whatever. It's like a new font or something. Well, it's just like the condensed FSN logo instead of saying Fox Sports not across yeah. the top, I think. Yeah. Harrison uh, Root going at it. I like how tiny the names are at the top of the screen. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's like you can't just do AMW. I would have just done AMW. Yeah. Root with a kick to Harris. Here's with a spine busta. These two should have been probably in the world title scene uh, three years after this, but we'll see how that end up, ends up going. Right. Dustin and Rude are the guys in the ring. The other four guys are brawling outside the ring, I believe. Clothesline by Rhodes to send Rude to the floor. Petey's choking Harris. What the heck? Drop down uppercut to Sun Young uh, over the top of the floor. That just looked weird to me, but whatever. The Demore has the hockey stick is divine to distract Drew to Charles, but he missed. Holy shit, a back body drop to Scott Demore. <laughs> Dustin cleaning house here on Team Canada. Maybe Dustin saw the reports that he can't move around very well, so he's like, screw you guys. Technically, it came out after this, so he's probably safe right now, but. Oh, okay. I think the the observer that we were reading, I can check again. It's from like the, yeah. So the one we were just reading off of is the twenty eighth. So the other one's what the twenty first. So yeah, it's technically after this taping. Wow, Ooh, rude pins whoa. Harris with a lariat from behind. Wow, dude. Uh, you know, so that that's probably the way to be getting a title match. 
Okay. So Team Canada is going to sneak their way back in. Have another yeah. five-star match. Yeah, probably. Two or th- what? Four and three-quarter stars. <laughs> no way. Really it was know. good. It just wasn't, it wasn't that good. It wasn't that good. That's weird. Explosion uh, logo here. Yeah, we're yeah, like, it's like the intro one, but to go to the commercial. Oh, Raven. Raven. Remember when these guys like hated each other like two years ago? And now they're standing next to each other. Like no issues. He's gonna be gunning for you, Raven. Dustin Rhodes, a bull rope match. Is that supposed to frighten me? Intimidate me? Terrify me? Dustin, have you been taking your medication? Is that a precursor for Black Rain? Oh. <laughs> kinda. <laughs> He's talking about Raven's House of Fun, how he used to decimate people. He's saying bull rope match is a Girl Scout meeting compared to the matches he used to do. You're a poor, pathetic, lost soul trapped in a maze. Passing on hate from one generation to another. Only Raven can give him the punishment he deserves and craves. And that always keeps going, and I just there's no way I can remember to say this all after he says it. Most ruthless, unforgiving being on the planet. He's I'm got, a human cancer. He's got like spit on his top lip. <laughs> <laughs> he's not clearing off. Oh yeah, I see it. Quote the Raven, nevermore. Let's go back to the ring. <laughs> Who we got coming out here now? Cassidy Riley? Cassidy Riley? Are his fingers still broken? Oh, wait. They do oh, have... I think, it, I think it's still taped up. It's not as bad, so they're healing. Yeah, right. So continuity, though. That's important. I like. I was going to say, if they, if his broken fingers have suddenly healed... Oh, though, they're taped know. together. Yeah. They're taped up. So good. Chris Saban coming Chris out Saban. next. If Saban comes out, man, I have some uh, more readings uh, for you. TNA Impact from February 11th for the first run of the show did a 0.28 and the February 12th replay did a 0.26. So pretty, once again, pretty average shit. I mostly just say this so we, we cover our bases. It's all pretty standard stuff. So Cassidy Riley versus Chris Saban here. This is another X Division shootout. And see, look at, you hear that? He's happy. Donald says he's happy that Dusty is letting Saban back in the ring after what happened. So he wasn't technically pinned, which is I feel like why he's getting another shot. Oh, holy shit! A huge dive to the floor by Chris Saban. And oh. if you notice, Cassidy made sure to roll over and be like, "Hey, are you okay?" <laughs> That's definitely what he was just doing. Covering. Look how high he gets. That's incredible. Because he like barely got him. Yeah, he barely did. Oh. I like the dropkick to counter the springboard there. Springboard moonsault to the back of Saban, which looked pretty nice because in the middle of the ring. He gets a two count for it. Oh, is he going for the Billy Goat's curse? Colt Cabana's move. Oh, pendulum swing here, it looks like, too. Oh, boy. Yep, around. Oh, he slapped oh, his face on the ground. Oh, he's meaning, he's meaning to do that. Okay. 
oh, he drops him chest first. The first one did look semi-accidental. And it was yeah. just like, boom. And it was yeah. like, oh. He just plopped his head down to the mat. Mm-hmm. Saving in the corner. Handspring. Nope. Double knee to the back. Tanae continuing to remind us of the rules. For the I don't ultimate. like it. We'll see how it goes, but I don't. Like I'm not the a rules. fan of it either. It should just to be end a in like a back. singles ultimate axe, like yeah. that's lame. The whole point of the fun. Oh, oh that was a fuck up, but it still looks like that hurt. You went saving one for that. Um, essentially, the pop up perk and Ronnie does, and uh, just Cassidy Riley didn't flip. He just slammed his face on the map. Yep. Tornado, Tornado DDT by Saban. One, two, kick out. Saban cannot believe it either. Oh, cradle shock. Let's see. Nope. Uh, Riley slips out. Scoop. Slam. Oh, oh Mitch Noko driver kind of. One, two, kick out. Oh. Big kick to the midsection. Cradle shock. And oh, that's nice. One, two, three. That's three. That was a good. That's a good match. That was yeah, good. I thought Riley so. was made to. He had some good offense in there, and Saban chopped some X division high flying stuff yeah. too. Yeah, that's good that's stuff. Good. Saban top tier. I think that Saban is overlooked as like a big TNA guy. But he is really great. I think he's fantastic. Talking about the oh, get ready for the Ultimate X Challenge. Yeah. Own a commercial, and we come back. The Alpha Male is coming out. Oh, Nia Brown. Are we gonna see Triton? Fuck. Ugh. Fuck. No, please don't do it. Oh no, he's got. He's probably going to talk about it though. He's here. Triton, who are you? Like the gum? And then they'll be like, that's Triton. What's the difference? Well, I guess he's coming out here. Now, Jeremy Morris did an interview on Barbaric Radio Show where he said that he he preferred the Orlando crowd to the Nashville crowd, saying that the Nashville crowd was rabid and great, but this crowd in Orlando has been off the charts awesome. He also claims that Scott Hall is just taking a break from TNA and would be back. Mm-hmm. He also says that uh, this has to be a political statement and not something he truly believes. Um, that Jeff Jarrett is the best choice for NWA World Heavyweight Champion right now. He also said that this was definitely not a political statement and was certainly what he truly believes, that Johnny Fairplay is a moron. <laughs> I'm I'm assuming that's actually a quote and not just Brian Alvarez adding shit. It doesn't... Right. Read like that. Um, Monty Brown joined the commentary table as Buck Quartermain, who is apparently a staple now on our roster. I mean, he's here every week. And he's getting an entrance again, so. Yeah. They're talking about fucking Trident, Trident pointing at. Does he not look like Michael Elgin a little bit? Uh, Yeah, I see what you mean by that. Okay, Kid Cash coming out with Lance Hoyt behind him. Kid Cash looks like he's in action. 
Yeah. Yeah, with his uh, broken toes. Don was saying, it looks like Triton's going to be pretty big to pounce and literally Monty, uh, Monty Brown smiling at him. LaCoy is conf- like yelling at Monty Brown. Is uh, Triton bigger than Lance Hoyt? Because Lance Hoyt's pretty freaking big too. Uh, and, I, he look- and he hit the pounce on him. Yeah, I, I think Triton's probably a little bit bigger. Wow. Cash going right after Cormier with some chops. Buck is going to counter that. I meant to point he out. Poking that. Yeah, because of course, he's just poking him in the eye. Beat him down with a couple of right hands here. Um, I meant to point out last week, but I thought it was cool because Monty, Monty Brown and Lance uh, Hoyt, Archer, whatever, are, are good friends still. So them wrestling on Impact last week, I thought it was kind of cool. Uh, Mounty and Hoyt? Yeah, because if you remember, yeah. like, it was a couple of years ago. Like, on Twitter. Uh, the Twitter thing where, like, yeah. Archer posted a video of Monty Brown and everyone was like, what the fuck? I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, internet exploding, like, holy shit, it's up Monty Brown. Yeah, wasn't he, like, promoting a match for Hoyt? Something, or he was, like, responding to a fan or something. Yeah, it was just wild. It was so crazy. Oh, Porter made sidesteps and, yeah, cashed the floor. Cormier with a boot on the at ringside. We are 17 minutes, 52 seconds into the show, and oh. Lance Hoyt gives a big boot to uh, Buck Quartermain, who's got one of the most ridiculous wrestling names I've ever heard in my life. Buck Quartermain? Dude, that's such a funny name. I think it's great. Eye rake, chop by cash. Another eye rake. They love these eye pokes. Mm-hmm. Little sunset flip by quarter main. One, two. No. Oof. Nice drop kick. Monty Brown's talking pretty highly of Kikesh and Lance Hoyt, giving him a run for his money, taking oh. a moneymaker. Also known as the J-Driller. That's right. And that's the winner. Oh. 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 <sighs> Monty Brown's, I hope this is just a light problem. Yeah, yeah, he's like, I'm hoping it's only well, a light problem. There he is again. He's coming. Ding-a-ling. There he is. Monty Brown says, if we got to get something to take care of, let's do it now. He's gone. And we still see him walking again. They got to like be better about cutting the shadow. 
BG James talking to Conan. Jeff Hammond, man, I'm telling you, he's all man. Well, the New Age Outlaw. The warden's looking for Conan. Jesus Christ. He's got business discussions with BG James and only you. And for your ears only. BG wants to, I'll be back. He wants to have a casual conversation with the guy who who took the title out of his hands when he was trying to help Jarrett. Yeah. I just want to talk to you, man. Privately. Just your ears only. Look, Don wants to see if he's saying that right now. Yeah. Speaking of uh, Jeff Jarrett, by the way, now, depending on the taping time or the posting of the thing, Jeff Jarrett was the host of Blue Collar TV, like last night, it says. I'm assuming it's literally probably February 27th, so a little after this. Um, but he was billed as the WWE champion. Jeff Jarrett was? Yeah. God. The Naturals coming out with Chris Candido. <sighs> oh, Candido and Skipper? Prime well, time. the Naturals are out there. So I don't know what this is. Yeah, but I, of... I, don't, I don't think they were in their gear, were they? Oh, I guess I didn't know if I noticed. I saw the vests. Yeah, I don't think they were in their gear. Rides on, baby. Oh, no, you're right. Yeah, they're, they're in jeans. jeans. Okay. So can, could it be Candido and Skipper in this an X Division shootout or whatever they're calling it? Yeah, looks like it. Wow, okay. Who's going to go? Who are you putting over? So this is going to go two ways. This is either going to be essentially to knock Candido out so they can get Skipper into like the Ultimate X situation, or they're really gunning for Chris Candido and they're going to keep him going strong. With both Naturals ringside, though, it makes me think like there's going to be a screwy finish here, but we'll see. Whoa, look at that drop kick right to the face. That was almost his shins. Yeah, that was that was pretty good. Okay, I'm getting a little sick of hearing of the Ultimate X Challenge. Yeah, I mean they keep on reminding us over and over again. Light drop here by Candido after Skipper was tripped by the naturals. Okay. Tene is really driving home this Ultimate X Challenge thing. I wonder, they have to go. announce, they have to announce the other three, right? They're not going to keep yes. that in history. No, I don't think so. The Naturals are just choking and nailing uh, Skipper in the head. I'm glad we're back to Elix Skipper is his name, by the way. Yeah. Stalling so suplex, wow. And down he goes. Wow, impressive. I love how Billy Firehawk is literally on camera. Just in the crowd, just chilling. Yeah, no rope leg drop. He's the uh, the guy in the white t-shirt. You can't miss oh, him. Oh, yeah, I saw him. I know which one he is. I do think it's funny, too. And it's like, oh, there he is again. He's the like the promoter in New Jersey that's booking all these guys. Swinging neckbreaker by Candido. Man. 
I don't think Candido gets enough credit for really like having like a second second life in his uh, wrestling career. Yeah, I know it's pretty pre- it's pretty crazy. Huge clothesline by Skipper. Goes for another one. Irish whip. Back body drop to Chris Candido. Oh, Andy Douglas swept the foot of Skipper when he was on the top rope. Get on my face. Sickening to me, says. Hurricane Rana. One, two, go oh, kick attitude. Come on, rep. Come on, Rudy Charles. Oh, oh I thought he was going to back suplex him to the floor. But instead, he crotches him, and that uh, probably means he's going to walk the ropes. Yeah, you know it. Oh, oh he oh. got it. He definitely got it. Oh, the Naturals get on the apron to distract the ref. Skipper decks them both off of him. Oh, it's like a baseball slide to Stevens. Oh, Candido with the forearm from behind. Goes for power slam. Get up, get up, get up. Oh, oh. Put Roll through that roll up. Pops out. Oh. Prime time. Uh-oh. Oh. Oh, that was a stiff knee to the head. Here we go. Kryptonite crunch. Oh, sudden death is the move. That's what it's called. Sudden death. And he did have a name for that. Yep. And we totally just forgot it. Yeah, it was sudden death. Wow. I think we're going to see Elix in that Ultimate X challenge. I feel like we're we're almost in for an Elix push here. And we are. And let me tell you, he hits that move very well. Yeah. And it looks like it's like when they hit the mat, it looks hard. It's jarring. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. A real combat. We're seeing an Ultimate X um, hype package here about the return of it. We're probably going to see the weird um, 3D ring here in a second. The return of the match that we've seen four times since, what did they say, November? (laughs) I know. It's a lot. I mean, we're seeing it, and I love the Ultimate X. DDP being interviewed by Mike tonight inside of one of the tunnels. Earlier today. I have a DDP note I'll mention after we see what he has to say here. Well, this is easy, bro. I call it yoga for regular guys. So this is before he really... um, yeah. The other TNA? Jesus Christ. So he's really hyping up his program. It's just how he got back into the ring. Yeah. Saying he showed Tom Arnold, and this is exactly the kind of guy he wants to do it. I'm a man on a mission right now. 
I saw it in WCW, the confrontations. Mention it, Kimberly Page, mention it. They both won the world title from each other in the past, is what he's mentioning. He's saying, you remember all the headshots I took from the guitar. Cost him literally millions. When I want something, I go after it. He wants them to be a world title. The identity, the legacy of Jeff Jarrett. Wow. And here comes the fallen angel. Um, I've uh, I've been dropping the ball here today. There there have been indie notes that I've just neglected. Oh shit! Uh, February twentieth, Jimmy Rave defeated Kid Cash for Ring of Glory. Also on Ring of Glory, uh, NWA World Champion Jeff Jarrett defeated Elix Skipper to retain the title. Obviously. And then on February 19th, PWX heavyweight title number one contendership Resin defeated Chris Candido by disqualification. And then for Christopher Daniels, on February 19th, he lost the 3PW heavyweight championship to Slick Wagner Brown at the 3PW third anniversary show at the ECW Arena. Bob, speaking of guys looking like stars in trunks, Sonny Siaki's back, and he's wearing trunks, and he looks really good. Does he? He looks... I don't know, man. He doesn't look as uh, in shape as he once was. Well, I'm sure I would have given up a little bit, too, at this point. Uh, we have Daniels teaming with Kazarian and Michael Shane, and it looks like Sonny Siaki and Ron Killings, and I'm sure there'll be one other uh, in- interesting person here. I don't know who it is. I did not look. Oh, X Division champion AJ Styles. And guess what? There's an e-note for him as well. Uh, on February 19th, AJ Styles defeated Simon Diamond. In oh, the shit. PW third anniversary show at the ECW Arena. And that is your indie notes for today. Nice. Uh, by the way, we we're at 30 minutes, 49 seconds into the show. And now that AJ Styles is on his way out, I will give you my DDP note, which I believe is my final note of the show. Um, It's noted that although the plan was for DDP to win the title on March 13th, it is not 100% at this point. Uh, It is Dusty's call and was his choice at first, but Jeff Jarrett does not want to lose the title. Um, It's said that he feels that DDP shouldn't be the guy to be champion. Others say Jeff and Jerry believe Jeff, Jeff has super heel heat, not admitting to what is the wrong kind of heat. The resentment of Rhodes picking DDP to win, uh, it only continues the issues were... All the guys who are around from the start feel like they brought in all new guys to put them on top and are pushing them like stars. I mean, I think that's a fair, that's a fair criticism. I think here, I can't believe that that Jared is so unaware that it's the wrong type of heat. Yeah, and it's weird to me, man. Daniels and Styles starting off the six-man match together. Six-man tag team match. And it's also just a 10-minute Oh, uh, Yes, I did notice that, too. 
Kazarian knocked Styles from behind. So now um, Styles is uh, having a little fight with bad influence, if you will. I was just going to say that. I was trying to think of a better way to make a joke about that, but it just wasn't coming out. Daniels pummeling AJ stomps him. And I, I like that Daniels wants to fight Styles because he's probably so pissed off about getting Right, yeah. He's not running from him. Tags in Michael Shane. Former X Division champion. That's right. He should probably be in the Ultimate X, too. Kip up Huracurana by AJ. I think it'd be cool to have, like, here, I'm in a fantasy book. Okay, we got AJ Styles, Mike, Michael Shane. Now, see, I don't know. I'm switching. There's too many people I want in it. <laughs> I think I would do. Because you got to have Daniels. You have to have Daniels. I think I would do AJ, Daniels, Shane, and Saban. That's what I was going to say, but I want Skipper in it, too. Yeah, Skipper. Yeah. I mean, if you want to do something different, then yeah. But. That's my thing. But I agree with you because then it's like. Like, those are your big X Division guys. Well, and they've all had key moments in Ultimate X. Mm-hmm. If I had to replace somebody, I probably would take Shane out and put Skipper in. Cause I yeah. Really, really want Saban in there. Saban, like, I feel like is one of the guys he's, like, got to be in it. It's not, at this point in time, it's not Ultimate X without him in it. As Ron Killings does a running power slam to Michael Shane. Killing sticks out like a th- store thumb in this match, though, doesn't he? Yeah, because he's not he's a, not an X Division guy. He's not at all. He he's always I mean, been the heavy. Although we got, I mean, see, at least Sonny Siaki's been featured in X Division stuff in the past a lot. He was a former champion. champion. Killings just doesn't fit until literally last week. They were like, "You're going to have an X Division match." Yeah. I don't know. We'll see how well, it goes. Again, it's about no limits. So. That's right. I agree. And I, I think the argument could be made that when Siaki was champion, that was like... The, a it was. It was. Next. No, totally. When he's barely been on Impact recently, too. I actually was just shocked when he came out because I feel like we're that close to the end of seeing him. Yeah, I don't know how long he sticks around for. How much longer, at least. You know, and it's funny because... like we. We haven't seen Desire. Dude, I know. She made a huge in-ring return. and Nothing. Insiguri there by Daniels to Killings. AJ wants to get involved, but Andrew Thomas holds him back. Because he ain't stomping away here in Killings. We have have a bit more time than I thought with Siaki. He's not there when they go to Spike, is he? Um, Slingshot leg drop by Kazarian. I'll be honest, I don't know the exact date, so I'm going to say no. Isn't it uh, October 1st? Of this year? Yeah. Then no. Oh, wait, yes, he is still here. Sorry. He is. Yes, he is. Holy Sorry. Shit. Okay. Um, yeah. I don't know if I realized it was this year. We're just so early in the year, I guess. That's where I'm getting yeah. thrown off. Because... There is a judge in attendance if there's a draw. There's matches breaking down. Isn't it always Sabisco? Yeah. Because the end with a light drop on Killings, who was over Shane's knee. Kick out by Killings. Um, on that same note, though, about this year, I'm, there's a time period that we've discussed that I'm very curious to cover where they may or may not be on the network they're on now and have to have web shows. 
I'm pretty I wanna, interested I want to say that. there's like a month where there's no, there's not even a web show. So I don't know what we're going to do. Oh, shit. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Well, if that is the case, guys, uh, we will plan some cool bonus shows, I guess. I don't and know. We're, yeah, we'll have to figure something out. We'll cover the XWF Lost Tapes. God. Because I actually really want to watch those. <laughs> I know you do. Brazilian with a drop kick in the corner. Killings. There's five minutes and nine seconds remaining in the time limit. And Siaki makes the save. And I believe this is our main event of the show. That should be, yeah. I think maybe we did we miss here the DDP versus the outlaw or the new age outlaw thing. Did they say we're gonna hear from them maybe or something? Maybe, yeah. I I thought he was saying that he was going to wrestle. It kind of sounded like it, but it's hard. It was so hard to hear it. Front face lock here by Michael Chang. Could you imagine, like, so early when we were doing like Icopod, I know, like, um, like Austin specifically wouldn't listen to the shows when we watch them. Could yeah. you imagine all the stuff that we wouldn't hear if we weren't listening to these shows? Oh yeah, we would have no idea. Daniels, Kazarian, and Shane all triple teaming on killings as Styles and Tsiaki were trying to help him. Andrew Thomas does not give a shit. He's like, you guys can't be in the ring. You didn't tag. He says he's the coolest. He shoots him off double crossbody, knocking both guys down. You know, it's a little weird that Ron is the guy taking the extended beatdown when he's the biggest guy in the match. <laughs> You would think he would be the guy that gets the hot tag. Right. Spin Rooney. Here comes Sonny's. Yeah, he's going to clean house. Oh, that's a nice pop up, small and drop on Daniels by Siaki. Ooh. X Yeah, that was nice. Ooh, Shane with that. Forearm knocking Saki down, but Styles quick to take over. I think we're going to be ending this one in a draw, Bob, and like time limit draw. I mean, really? I don't know, dude. We're almost at three minute mark. Flying forearm. Wow. Supposed to be a flying forearm. Yeah. Double cross chop. There we go. Thank you, Mike Tanay. That is what we hit. Oh, Styles clash, but Daniels, huge clothesline. Oh, dude, under three minutes. I feel like when matches get this close, I just get, I just assume. Angels that's a, that's, wings. That's still a lot of time, though. Spinning form to Daniels. The match is picking up. Kazarian and Killings fall out of the ring. Siaki goes right after Michael Shane. Irish whip comes back. Kick Siaki. And flapjack. Oh, he's going for the Siakalypse, potentially. Oh, Shane waiting for a super kick, Ooh. and he hits it. Whoa. Whoa, Whoa dude. That's a Mike, big win for Michael Shane to huge. get the pin in this match. Wow. In Sonny Siaki. Wow. I did not see that coming. Not at all. You might be onto something saying Michael Shane in that Ultimate X, man. Yeah. Wow. wow. So much for any kind of punishment. 
and the heels to win too, just in general. Like there's just a lot in that. Did yeah. not expect it. Wow. Oh. Oh. There... So we did hear right. Oh, so there is another match. It's Diamond Dallas Page versus the New Age Outlaw. There's less than four minutes. Less. Than... Uh oh. Okay. Well, here comes Jeff Jarrett. I mean, we can see how this is gonna go. I just yeah. didn't think. I thought that was the main event with how much time was left, and I right. thought it was gonna go to a draw so they'd have time for the judge to come out. And right, right. Wow. Okay, Jared's gonna be a commentary. They're saying. I feel like we're gonna get like a false advertising. Here. So do I. That's so I. Triton's gonna come back out. Like, look at the sign. Who cares? Jared's the new, new age outlaw. I don't know if I really like it. I mean, I know why they're doing it, but like, eh. it's like a eh. I, I'm telling you, we could put up a poll right now. Who would you prefer, new age outlaw or Nin? I think everybody would say Nin. 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 Could just just fucking today on commentary. Nin with a. Close I know. <laughs> it's Nin, and if you didn't know, you know no what? introductions are needed. I, here's I, the thing. I bet you they're saying New Age Outlaw, and then they can just shorten it to like Outlaw. Yeah. Right? You know. Yeah. When, like you're doing commentary. I think it makes sense. Do you look at now? If, notice this real quick, Bob. DDP does not have like a video, like a Tron video. It's like very interesting because some guys do and some guys don't. Yeah. And like Monty Brown did earlier. Obviously, Jeff Jarrett does. AJ Styles does. I think even Chris Sabin does. Not DDP. Okay. We're at two minutes and 10 seconds left in the show, and DDP's in the crowd. There's Billy Firehawk, because, like, of course. <laughs> I was just watching him the whole time doing the bang. That guy's about to fall over the rim. Yeah, I know. I just noticed that, too. Okay, so it's going to be quite the main event here, man. Look at the mini Destination X posters people had. Yeah. Wait, Jarrett's calling for DDP. Jumps off the announce table? DDP goes right after him. No, no. The bell's just ringing. They're not even going to come out. No. He wants Jarrett so bad he couldn't wait. We got two more weeks before they even fight, so. Right. They're not going to wait till March 13th. You got to throw more of the rail? Less than a minute left in the show. Oh, there's Nin. Even from behind. Even in his shirt. Oh my god, Kevin oh, Nash. Shit. He came out of nowhere. Massive brawl here ending. I'd like to point out that... Oh no, wait, never mind. I thought that Nin was wearing like jeans, but he is wearing... 
black trunks. He is he was ready to wrestle. Whoa. Okay. Right. Well, I mean down. that's a bummer that we didn't get a match, but that was fine. Furthering oh. those uh stories there with those two groups of guys, so all right. Well, again, not a bad show. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought it was another good uh, episode of Impact, man. Yeah, it's crazy how consistent that they've really been. Yeah, no, I agree. Which is great. I think we are we are heading uh, toward another strong pay-per-view, and I feel like Destination X 2005 is not one that I normally like think about a lot. Uh, but watching in context, it looks like it's going to be a pretty good show. Yeah, I think so as well. They've been doing a pretty good job uh, hyping stuff up here. So. Yeah, absolutely. Although, again, the uh, Ultimate X Challenge match or whatever. Well, yeah, it's kind of a bummer what they're doing with that, but, you know. And they just constantly remind us of it, too. So. Yeah, there is a quite a bit of reminding us about that, but. Hey, it's coming up. It's coming soon, and it's going to be a good show, and I can't wait to cover it. And we got two more weeks, and then it's Destination X. And then we have a little bit longer of a stretch, and then it's one of my favorite pay-per-views of the year. So, dude, we're, we are freaking going. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, this is really... We're just, I think, in a really good overall uh, time frame here for for TNA. Dude, we really are. For really the foreseeable future, too, I think. So, yeah, uh, which is really awesome. Yeah, so it's gonna be a lot of fun. Absolutely. Um, all right. Well, I mean, as usual, we don't know anything for next week. Which, yeah, hey, that's how it goes. Maybe we'll actually get a um, New Age Outlaw match. Uh, also, interesting note, I guess. Um, no Sean Waltman again. Right. No mention really of Sean Waltman. Hmm. Kind of wondering about that. That's an interesting, yeah. Because he is technically an X-Division guy. Don't you think you'd maybe want to try to feature him on Destination X? He's a former champion. Well, that would make too much sense. I don't know. It's just that that's the only thing that's kind of weird to me right now. But I guess I guess we'll find out. We'll wait and see. Yeah, I guess so. Um, all right, Dallas, you got anything else or are we good to go? No, man, I think that pretty much covers it up. And, uh, man, I just can't wait to watch more Impact and Destination X, and I hope everyone is enjoying following along with us in this uh, this journey because it's, it's going to only get better from here still, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, I know. It's absolutely just mind-boggling just how much more shit comes in just 2005. Dude. It's I, I want everyone to know. I have been keeping up on my writing down debuts as they happen this year. So, oh, shit. Okay. So I'm going to have that ready at the end of 2005. Right. All right. Well, we'll see you guys next week for some more TNA action. Until then, for Dallas Greeley, I am Bob Kline Jr., and this has been the TNA Cross Line Podcast.